I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is our 2019 season primer for the Sydney Swans. Just for you, Steve, from Slingshot Footy. All right, so first thing we'll do, we'll go through uh, season 2018 for them and then uh, have a look at what's in store for the Swans in 2019. So first stop, 14 wins and finishing sixth. Uh, pretty high up for the Swans, really. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be happy with that. I mean, I feel like that's their benchmark every year at the moment. Like, six, they definitely don't want to go below that. Yeah. Um, they're looking at top two to six, and Ooh. that's where they... You know, that's their comfort zone. They're very good at topping up uh, talent that leaves their club as well. So yeah. they're always refreshing their list. Uh, it's always young stars coming through. Um, so regardless of results, I feel like another successful year. Yeah, exactly. They still, you know, lost some that they you probably would have marked down as a win for yeah. them at the start of the year. Um, and still managed to finish six and probably, you know, a winning percentage outside of uh, a top four finish. Yeah, and I think they either had wins or definitely held their own against the teams that finished above them eventually yeah. regardless. So you know they've got the ability there. Um, it's just a matter of a bit of consistency. Maybe a few little little things need to be tinkered with, but yeah. It's, yeah, it's still out and out, I think, a good good result for Sydney. Yeah, they keep finding young stars. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. you know, with the academies, they, they can afford that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah. yeah, that's the way it goes for them. Um, so what are the highs for Mel- uh, for Sydney in, uh, in 2018? Well, I think uh, winning the Crosstown rival is always great, especially against GWS, who are thereabouts, you know, yep. around the same, um, I guess. Two from two in the regular season against yep. the Giants. Yep. Um, so they'd be quite stoked with that. And also giving St Kilda an absolute bath. I think it was round six or seven, somewhere in there. Um, gave them an absolute fucking hiding, which sadly yeah. St Kilda was... Uh, Pretty kind of the whipping boy for a few of those. I actually went to that game too, and it was a procession at one stage. I think I kicked 10 or 9 goals in a quarter. Um, which oh, was that really the, the game where you were actually going to the MCG, but you diverted because it was too busy? No, no, a different one. Yeah. That was uh, the Bulldogs one. Oh, that's right. Um, for higher for me for Sydney was, again, going going down to Geelong, which is a formidable place yeah. to try and win games. Went down there, and it took them you know, all four quarters to get the yeah. job done with a hard-fought game. Came out winners by three or four goals. And I think without Franklin that game too, from memory. Yep. Um, yep. And they've turned that into a bit of a happy hunting ground for them. They've won the last couple of times down there. They uh, have. Swans. And this, it was just impressive the way they did it this time by running over the top of Geelong in that fourth quarter. And you feel like Geelong, they're always going to put one good quarter together. And it was good to see that that was the quarters that Sydney yeah. won anyway. Um, so to come across, win that, win that last quarter in dominating fashion get away with the win is something that gives you that confidence boost when you play them again, especially for the return leg. Um, I've got a couple of highs for him as well in individuals. Um, you now, Buddy Franklin yeah. still made All-Australian. It was actually All-Australian captain, which is a bit of a weird one, but um, deserved his yeah. spot on the side. Captain's a bit of a, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, Isaac Heaney, um, 
when he was on, on the field, um, played exceptionally well, including taking mark of the year against uh, Melbourne at the MCG. Um, so that was a, a big day for him. An absolute screamer late in the season. Yeah. And actually, that was a big game for him, uh, the, the round 21 against, yep. against Melbourne. Um, and the other high I had was uh, young Ronke, kicking seven mm. goals in his second or third match yep. um, against the Hawks. And he was a, a lone man um, in, in that game. So that was an absolute... Uh, um, one out of bolter out of it. Uh, he looks like he's a, a likely sort in the coming years. Yep. Well, uh, a high for me as well was uh, Aaliyah Aaliyah emerging and really saw it in the Ooh. North match, which uh, all the talk was about yeah. him and Magic. And he was the deciding factor in that game. Well, both of those two were the, um, I guess, the the fulcrums upon which their team movement, um, their team moved. Yeah. Um, but Aaliyah... He, he kicked uh, the winning goal in that one, obviously. But he really, in the second half of the season, turned from someone who didn't... He looked like he wasn't quite in harmony with the game, not in tune with it. Yeah. And suddenly he was just uh, intercept mark beast. Well, I think Elias' problems was uh, off-field more than anything. Because mm. uh, the start of the year, I think he missed a training session or something like that. And uh, so he had a club imposed sanction and then did not get a look in uh, yeah. until after the bye. So... Um, you know, if he didn't get a kick for the first half of the year, the reason was because he was running around in the kneeful. Um, so he really could have been lost to the game, but looks like you know he put in a few good efforts, gets a shot up in the uh, in the big leagues, and uh, he took it for all it was worth. Um, particularly in that game, you know, even when in that game when Magic was on top, um, it, it was even runnings for both of them. Mm. Um, that they really um, you know brought the best out of both, uh, out of each other, mm. and they're both exciting. Like, he's one of those exciting players to watch too. Like when the ball's yeah. in the vicinity, he could do something fucking spud worthy, but he could also do something just unimaginably brilliant. So you you, you pay attention. It's going to be a big year for him. Um, now, when we bridge the highs and the lows, I've got one that goes across both. A high being the return of Alex Johnson after you know the last yeah. game he played was Shit. the 2012 yeah. Grand Final and six knee Ricos and everything else. He actually came back at the SCG yeah. um, and played in a win. Uh, and then the low was the next week where he did his knee again. Yeah. In, in an absolutely nothing um, incident. Yeah. I mean, most people, when they you know have an injury or have to spend an extended amount of period on the, on the sidelines, they usually measure that in weeks. Yeah. Whereas Alex men- measured his in degrees. Yeah. And like yeah. he had three degrees, uh, doctorate, and uh, yeah. is, is looking for... He's put a lot of um, physios yeah. through uni. He's qualified to run a small country now. Um, yeah, I, I think he could, could have probably cured his own knee. Uh, with the amount of education he's had in the meantime. Exactly. Um, and I, he got delisted at the end of the year, and I don't begrudge the Swans for that at all. No. Um, and I'm glad that no other club picked him up, because it might be a heartfelt story, but, mate, it's this is Rico number six. Well, mm. I mean, you say that, but... Do they, something else. They did pick him up. Yeah, um, not as a player, though. No, I think uh, he never got a Carlton, I think, in the end. Uh, as a coach, with the whole idea being, look, we'll, we'll let you uh, stick around the club, use facilities, recover and whatnot. And maybe next year we'll look at uh, yeah. a contract. But, I uh, think he might be playing in the VFL, or he might be on a VFL list, but he's not going to be playing. Um, but you know, a bloke that spent that amount of time um, around football, he's got something. So mm. I'm glad that they he wanted to play on, um, which you, you can't begrudge the lad. Well, the mental fortitude the bloke has to have, like just the sheer determination to come back yeah. six fucking yeah. Ricos. Yeah. Uh, you want that in uh, every player. You just don't want them to have to prove it by going yeah, through six exactly. fucking Ricos. Yeah. But at the same time, like you want to be walking when you're when you're yeah. 45, mate. Um, so he's still got something to give to the football um, field, yeah, but I, just not on the field. Yeah, I think it's in coaching. Ho- hopefully, yeah. 
Um, so he'll, he's got an opportunity to, to prove that. Um, what other lows we got for the Swans for last year? Well, it's the very obvious one. Uh, losing first round of the finals. Yeah. Um, especially against Gilles, who they had beat, beat twice, twice during the season. Yeah. And at home. Yep. Like and, at SCG. Yeah, so you would have felt like they had the wood on them, um, which they did, but just couldn't get across the line. And it's not like... It was like, you know, if it was a kick, kick here or something there yeah. went different, they, they would have won. Line. Couldn't get across the goal line. Yeah, they, they were no, never in the game, nowhere near it. Um, obviously, that's, that's the games that they really want to uh, show that they're the leader of that state. Uh, they want to have that rivalry because not only is it a uh, you know, pride factor, yeah. but there's a lot of money at stake in getting uh, Sydney-based crowds interested in, and uh, invested in this rivalry that they're trying to develop. Um, four goals at home. Yeah, in, in finals, it's just not good. Yeah, enough. in a ground that you can pretty much throw a cricket ball from one end to the other. Yeah, um, so that, that's one of their their big downers for the year, obviously. And that's zero uh, and two now against uh, the GWS when it comes to finals. Yep, there were a few games where they struggled to score, um, which is funny looking at their side. Although I think they're in sort of dress a bit of that. Yeah, but, um, bit. I mean there was this uh, the first round of finals, but also the game against Richmond, where I think they scored four one or something like that for the entire match. Um, let me just check that. Uh, sorry, they scored eleven-one, but they got smashed at fourteen-nine. Uh, so you only have uh, twelve scoring shots. So great accuracy. Yeah, but that's that's just not enough uh, scoreboard pressure. And yeah, exactly. The game was all up, uh, all up for deciding up until about halfway through the fourth quarter, when Richmond banged on three in a row, brought it out to a, a five-goal margin, and just you know. Hosed it from there. But only 12 scoring shots for the game is really what it, what yeah. it comes down to. Especially so, at Marvel Stadium as well, where you're not going to worry about a big breeze. Yeah, exactly. There's no wind. Um, yeah. And I think uh, Buddy Franklin has the greatest percentage of score of um, any player in their sides, yeah. um, which says, okay, well, that's great, but we need others. And uh, yeah. you know, and that's where they, they've tried to address that a little bit with their off. Um, their lows I've got as well. Um, so you play 11 home games a year. Uh, they lost home games against Port, Adelaide, North, Geelong, Gold Coast, and Hawthorne. Wow. Only two of those sides played finals. Yeah. And uh, the biggest one is obviously that Gold Coast game. where yeah. they I think they went into three-quarter time with a, a handy couple-of-goal lead. Yeah. Or kicked uh, the first five goals of the game as well. Well, that was sort overrun of overrun by Gold Coast. That was yeah, sort of the joke for a while that, jeez, uh, we don't want to play uh, Sydney away. Yeah. Um, but that, that's just... Disgraceful, and then uh, top that um, with a GWS loss in the finals at home. Yep, your home's meant to be your fortress. Well, and, that's and true. That's why I can't believe they lost those six games at home and still finished sixth. Yeah, maybe Phenomenal. they're just looking for an excuse to get a, a new home ground built. The <laughs> maybe SCG. They've just knocked down. There's a football park next to them. Yeah, the, the Sydney Football Sydney Stadium. Stadium. Yep, the, the rectangle ground, which has meant that the rugby union's been playing there. And they've ripped up the turf. Yeah, I did see that, and they're looking at. The um, itinerary for what's coming on for the, the next, next couple next of months—it's not looking good for the SCG. No, it's, it's terrible. No, it's a big uh, point of contention at the moment because they've got the election coming up there in May too. Right. So that's a, you know she wants to build some shit. Other people don't want to. Fuck knows. Yeah, like the rest of the state just wants water. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, never mind that. Yeah, um, but that's going to become something very interesting because obviously there's some very high-powered people that are on the SCG board. Yeah, I did see that. Um, and they're going to decide where games are played and that yeah, kind of stuff. If, if not many of them are AFL-related, uh, no, if I believe. Despite the fact that the Swans play there more than anybody else, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting because if they're... Like you said, there's I think there's a rugby league, rugby union games yeah. in the first couple of months of the season. If that tears up the turf, then you know a couple of players roll an ankle or, or yeah. something like that. But even with that, it's going to be funny to see what will happen there because... Uh, 
the Swans would be the, the biggest tenant the SCG has. Yeah. If they decide, you know what, we're going to walk away from it, SCG is going to have a, a big, a big uh, hole, a big bucket of money they're not getting anymore. Yeah. Well, that's obviously, that, that's not going to happen. Um, because, uh, I hope it does. Fuck them. Because they're, they're tidying long term there, but also uh, the Swans have told um, Homebush Stadium to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Um, so you can't yeah. then crawl back later on and say, oh, guys, can we actually play a couple of games? Yeah. Oh, they'll go to Monica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Newcastle, Newcastle <laughs> Um All right, so let's have a look at their list changes over the off-season. Uh, their ins. Uh, Menzel. So when we're talking about goal kickers, um, mm. they got Menzel for absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, and goal kicking is pretty much all he can do. So that's well, very, very handy. I think he slots right into what they need. Like, yeah. Obviously, um, Buddy Franklin's you know, power forward of a generation. Yeah. Having him around is pretty handy. What's he got, four years left on his contract? Yeah, I think this is year six. Oh, three years then. Um, so, look, I think Menzel is exactly the player they want to compliment him. Yeah. He's not as mobile as Buddy, but, you know, plenty of players aren't. But he can kick goals from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. so just tell him, all right, you just run where a Buddy isn't. Yeah. And uh, if the ball comes your way, you mark it and put it through the middle. But the point is, um, he'll use the whole ground as well. Um, so if he has a set shot from you know just inside the boundary line, you back him. Because mm-hmm. especially if he's running around, he, he can kick it really, really well. Um, and he's got a longer kick than you think as as well. So a small ground like the SCG, if he takes a mark, just about wherever he takes it, he's going to be having a set shot on goal. Um, so he's a very, very handy pickup. I mean, I'm disappointed that um, uh, this, you know, Hawthorne didn't look at him as yeah. well. Yeah. It's a good pickup. Um, there are other pickups. Uh, Jackson Thurlow from Geelong. Um, he was a bit of a top-up. And Ryan Clark from North. Again, a bit of a top-up. Although he's been playing all right in the JLT uh, practice matches for he's whatever a, that's worth. Yeah. He's a very good 90% player. Yeah. In that he can get the ball really well, rebounds off halfback brilliantly, and then suddenly kicks it to an opposition member. But um, Swans have a good uh, track record of turning those kind of players around. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I, I think it's a great pickup for them, and he could be very, very handy. Also got a fair bit of toe. Um, so, look, you know, you never want to see a player leave your club and do better, but he didn't have much of a choice in the yeah, matter. So I, yeah. I don't know if you could do worse. Play. So, yeah. Uh, yeah the other big, pickup, other big pickup, though, would be uh, Blakey. Yeah, who's obviously um, his old man's head of development or something Yeah, at the Swans. So he's an academy pick they got um, in the top 10. Um, so do they do well, the Swans. They finish in the top, finish in finals and still get top 10 picks. Yeah, It's about fourth year in a row. So, well, the other uh, thing is, well too, he had the option of um, going with the academy or going father-son with North or Brisbane. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and decided, you know, my life in Sydney, want to stay there. Some people decided to get the fuck out of their dad's business, but yeah. uh, he decided he wanted to stay there. But at the same time, I mean, he's obviously he's gone to school in Sydney, he's grown up in Sydney. Yeah. Of course, you're going to stay if you can. You, you think yeah. you had enough by well, then. <laughs> the thing is, you can go somewhere else and get paid 140 grand and then get a contract for 400, or you can stay in Sydney, get the rookie salary, and then like your your price goes massive. You're you like 600K. Like. You go to North Melbourne, 600K. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, but, you know, he gets to sleep in his own bed, doesn't have to, you know... Bunk in with another yep. seven or eight He's still old man. rookies. Why wouldn't you? Um, they're outs. Um, now, Kurt Tippett, I've put it as an out, even though he's still on the rookie list. He's actually retired. Mm. Um, but uh, he's uh, just got to hang around for one more year. You've got to say they didn't get the best out of that contract because he was on big money. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, did play in two grand finals, but... Yeah, but they got Buddy Franklin. Um, the year after they got Tippett. year yeah. after. So that's kind of like... Uh, Tippett missed that first year, didn't he? Because of the whole... Uh, first half of the year. Yeah. First half of the year whole suspension and whatnot. Which is 2013. So that was, I think, if you're Tippett, you're like, uh, you know, I've, I've stitched up this deal, let's go with it. 
Oh, fuck, I have to serve six months out. I'm still getting paid. <laughs> still I don't getting care. paid, exactly. Oh, fuck, they've hired Buddy Franklin. Fuck, I'm going to have to find another string to my bow. Well, I mean, he always had uh, injuries um, when he came over from Adelaide, but um, the, head injuries were his main issue. But I, yeah. I think it, I it think turned into ankles um, yeah. when he got up I there. I think so. they suspected head injuries. Turns out he's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. A little bit, yeah. But maybe now he gets to finally get to the Gold Coast, which is what he was supposed to do <laughs> yeah. or some shit. I don't know. Um, obviously, they lost Alex Johnson. We've talked about that. Um, Dean Towers, um, they've delisted. It was a bit of a whipping boy. Um, when uh, it came down to the last five minutes of any game, he was yeah. the last person you want the balls in the hand of. Yeah. So uh, that, that's oh, no, no real lost. Uh, Gary Rowan, um, he was a bit of a fan favourite um, up there. Uh, his best is very good, but his worst, you know, he can play whole games and get three touches. Yeah. Um, he can get uh, locked out of games. So I thought they gave up a little bit easy on him, to be honest, because um, uh, he, he was a goal kicker that, that they needed. Yeah, but... I feel they struggled to get enough time out of him. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah. Obviously, Hanbury being the other one, too. Which yeah. I imagine you can talk about next. Yeah, Hanbury. It exactly was. Um, you know, I think that uh, the Swans, when, when the Saints came knocking, um, the Swans had him tied up in a very long term contract, and uh, it looks like the body just couldn't get right for him. Mm. Um, they had, I think he had four years to go on, yeah. his, on his contract, and the Swans, uh, the Saints said, we'll take it. And they went, yes, you uh, will. Well, also, during the season, there was talk of uh, Parker or Lloyd leaving as well. Um, so they were able to lock those two down. Yeah. So if you're going to lose any one of those three, Hanbury's the one you can lose. Uh, well, you you can get rid of easily enough. His output on field wasn't up to it. No, and there was also rumours circling around that he had some off-field issues and whatnot. I think there were more than rumours. Well, <laughs> yeah, there was some video evidence and what everything. But you know, if you've got discipline issues, I don't know that going to St Kilda is going to improve that. Well, I mean, you've got to change something. Um, and now he was well publicised that he decided to go off the grog during the year, um, and you know a few places um, reported that as Jesus doesn't that show great discipline, um, but uh, from all accounts it was a mate you need to yeah. go off the grog. Yeah. He was told, um, but uh, anyway he, he's got to hopefully he gets his body right and he gets on back on track because he's not as old as you think. He's only twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, Holy turning shit. Turning twenty eight this year. Holy um, fuck. And like I said, he's got a, he's got a big contract, so it's yep. not like he's taking money away from anybody else down at St Kilda because yeah. they don't have them. Yeah, it's a good move. I think it's a good move for St Kilda. They're happy to pay overs, but um, the, the Swans they'll be disappointed they haven't got twenty twelve Dan Hanbury yeah. playing for them. Yep. Um, but or, by their twenty sixteen even their back of uh, house team, their accountants would be loving it oh, because yeah, they would have yeah. think, well, you know, we don't want to yeah. we don't only pay Hanbury our massive contract money and not get anything out of him. That's yeah. it. So when Saints come say, oh, we'll, we'll take it all. We'll buy out your debt, yeah. basically. Essentially, yeah. The instructions to the team would have been like, all right, look, we'll pay maximum 200k a year of his contract uh, per year. And then Saints come in and like, oh, we'll take it all and pay him more. He's like, fuck, uh, sign Done. that shit. Yep. Sign that shit now. That's it. That's why they were so happy to, uh, to sign it, because uh, they took over the entire contract. Um and uh, Nick Newman uh, is the other one who was a, a bit mm. player, but they, you know, sort of off the list. I do hope Hanbury does well, just because he seems like a, a decent enough lad. He's a great player when he's up and running. Yep. Um, it's just the injuries. And I think the injuries for him really started in the 2016 grand final, where he should have got that free kick. Uh, I think it was Liberatore um, took out his knee. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's, uh, that's years ago now. Um, but uh, he struggled the last couple, so I think they're kind of happy. All right, let's have a look at their double-ups um, for 20. 19. Their double ups are uh, Carlton, Essendon, Geelong, GWS, and Melbourne. 
got to be pretty happy with that, the Swans, I think. Uh, Especially great, Carlton. That's a very advantageous yeah. uh, double-up um, roster. But, yeah, I think for Sydney, it's not so much about the away games they have to play. It's the home games <laughs> yeah. they have to play against. So, well, so I mean, double-up against those teams. It means yeah. they've got to play them at home. Yep. Um, they have a very good record against Essendon at home. Um, yeah, right. The last couple of years where Essendon have been in winning positions and then fucked it up. Well, it's really the last decade because... It's gone right back to uh, some of the finals matches that's come down to you know kicks in the last 10 seconds. Yeah, kind of thing. the, the plugger um, point after the siren. That's it, yeah. 20 years back, I guess. But um, so they've, they've got a genuine rivalry going on at the moment. Yeah. Um, which is fantastic to watch. And to be honest, I think Sydney will probably uh, have... The, I think they match up very, very well against Essendon, even though I think Essendon are tipped to be uh, rising oh, oh, quite Rising harsh. this year, I think so, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. think uh, the players they've got in key positions, Sydney's are probably slightly better. I think this is the first time in about six or seven years that they haven't got a double up against Hawthorne as well. So yeah, looks like the they rival, finally yeah. decided the rivalry's dead. Yep. Mm. Um, fair enough too then. The Melbourne double up though to me is the interesting one. Very I think, interesting. I think Melbourne, again, as much as Sydney line up good against Essendon, Melbourne line up better against Sydney. Yep. Um, I, I think around and I'm like, you know, you could argue Melbourne's uh, focal point forwards aren't there. But I don't think Sydney's got the back line that can really account for that either. And in the in the rucks, it's, it's all Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, Maxi Gorn is going to just dominate. And if they get a, a hard tag on Max and he's getting touched up, they just bring Pruce in, he headbutts someone, and off they go. Off they go, exactly. They did very well with Callum Sinclair in the ruck last year, he, coming over from the West. Um, mm. He's done all right, but he's injured to start the season, I think. And uh, yeah. it's going to be difficult um, with him, but... Uh, they got backup plans to try and get around that. Well, on the back end of that, the having him injured the first part of the season won't hurt them as much because their their opening few rounds are pretty pretty easy. Light start to the year. Yeah, well, they um, they start off with the Bulldogs, I think. Yeah, the Bulldogs who haven't got a yeah. genuine ruckman, but they're going to struggle then against the Crows who got Jacobs. Yeah, um, although it is yeah. at, is at home and Adelaide generally don't travel to their CG well, but City don't either. I'm going to say so. <laughs> Adelaide beat them there last year. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got uh, Carlton, which they should they should play on the moon and still win. Doesn't yep. really matter. Uh, and then it gets a bit hard with Melbourne, Richmond, uh, and then the, and the Giants, the yeah. Battle of the Bridge. But their first uh, month, you'd have to think they shouldn't be too hassled. No, um, and I mean they've got good systems. They just seem to yeah. keep popping up. You know, when they need a a, a C grade player to play at B grade level, there's somebody yeah. that jumps in. Mm. Um, but who's going to have a big year? Who's a real big year for the Swans this year? Um, well, I've identified one who I think is going to benefit from uh, Hannaby leaving uh, a few other stars, maybe being moved around. Um, and I think that's Harry Cunningham. I think he had his, I'm pretty sure it was his best season last year. Probably was. Um, I think it was the first time he's really cemented himself. Exactly, yeah. Summer. yeah. He was averaging 18 possessions, played uh, every game, every game of the year, which is what you want at that age, yep. uh, 26-year-old. And uh, I think this was a big jump in, uh, statistically, his output yep. from the previous seasons. Um, so the extra game time actually had better results uh, for, for a team standpoint. I think more was asked of him as well. Yep, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you want to see those people rise to that occasion. Then you've got faith in them. Um, it's almost you can turn your attention to other holes you're trying to, trying to, trying to plug. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's one that I'm looking to really stand out. Because obviously there's the other players, like you've got obviously Mills, who's going to have a good season. Yeah. Uh, Heaney, who are always the ones that you're looking to do a bit. But he's mm-hmm. one who's going to play a role to support those guys and well, uh, plug those holes. Mills missed the, what, three quarters of the season because he had a bloody accident tripping over a fence. Yeah, yeah. Some, some like stupid like that, broke his arm. Um, but uh, he, he's playing the practice matches, so he'll have a full season this year, so he'll be an interesting yeah. one. But um, his off-field activities will certainly be curtailed. <laughs> yeah, yep. One thinks. 
Well, the um, I'm expecting a big season from Alir Alir, and he'll need it because he's really holding that back line. Um, well, that's the interesting thing because uh, in the practice matches he's been playing ruck, and, and with Sinclair injured, it looks like that might be what they're trying to do: is uh, run Alir through the ruck. I reckon that yeah. might suit him. Yeah, uh, I'm concerned about it because I think uh, playing a ruck these days, you need to be sort of a, a ruck ruck rover kind of position. You need to be very mobile. Uh, which he is. He but, is very mobile. Yeah. But he, in the same way Magic Door is, they have to be because they don't read the play quite well enough to not need to sprint, if you get what I mean. Yeah, well, that's why I think the Ruck's going to work for him, actually, because he doesn't read the play well. Um, mm. He's been playing um, sort of loose man in defense in his best year, in yep. his first year in the AFL, which is a simple role, but well suited to it because he's a mm. very good intercept mark. Mm. With uh, If he's playing Ruck, he's almost going to be, we want you to make Maxi Gorn chase you. Yep. So he's yep. going to have to run around a fair bit, but also there's the Ruck, that's where you need to be. Yeah, so yeah. it's very simple for him as well. Uh, he's what four or five years into the AFL career now, yeah. and so I reckon that the footy smarts is, is going to start to click for him. Yeah, um, I, that's why I think with some of the form from last season, it looked like they stopped having to actually think about every action yep. in the game. It actually came a bit more natural, and that was him getting off of that half back line and, and being a force of pushing that ball forward. Yeah, and I think also because he got to kick up the ass off the field. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I do think too maybe the six 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 will suit him if he's playing in the ruck because. Previously, you'd have you know little halfbacks running around trying to congest the ball. Yeah. yeah. If he's able to even tap to space, he'll be able to get he his own tap. It. Well, I mean, that's why the 666 means I think he is better for the ruck because he'll be worse down back because you can't play the loose man yeah. in defense because you've yeah. got to man up mm. when you start 666. Um, I also think that it's going to be a massive year uh, for Isaac Heaney. They yeah. look like they're going to play him as that mobile forward, a la Dusty Martin or um, Dugowie. Yeah. Um, but he's going to play a lot of time up forward. Um, he's got a massive leap on him. You know, obviously, he's the Alex Jezelenko medalist from last yep. year. Yep. Um, with uh, Buddy Franklin at centre forward, him at full forward, and Menzel running around, yep. there's goal options there. So you've got Ronke. He's, he's yeah, exactly. And one's going to be chasing. Papley, chasing who, after him. Yep. who's a, a little goal terrier as well. Yeah. Hey, quick one. Who won uh, the Swans' best and fairest last year, off the top of your head? Um... You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Naismith. Mm. Naismith, no. <laughs> Don't know. Don't know if you got a vote. No. Uh, Jake Lloyd. 
Did he really? Oh, yeah. Um, out, out of uh, half-back flank or back pocket. Yep. Um, and well-deserved. He was in the All-Australian squad but didn't make the, the final side. Averaged something like 30-odd touches a game. Yeah. Um, and I can't see him going backwards from that as well. He's really taken on that um, distributor role and doing a lot of the thinking in the back lines. Yeah. Um, you know, Grundy's been their full-back for the last decade. And yep. uh, he's, he'd be 31, 32 now. Um, has played really well the last couple of years where I thought he might be on the way out. Um, but... Uh, if he's got um, the experience down there and Jake Lloyd's got the, the foot skills, yeah. that's a decent old back line they're running out. Um, so if you've got uh, a full back line of uh, Rampy, Grundy, uh, Lloyd, that's uh, that's pretty solid, I reckon. Yeah, well, especially yeah. bringing Thurlow, who you can do like centre-half back or centre-half yeah. forward, adds a little bit more um, agility to that, that back line. You can move a few things around, cover a, a lot more uh, different strategies for opposition teams going yeah. forward. All right, so who's on the outer? Who's on the chopping block for the Swans this year? I think with Menzel in there, you probably got to think Reed. Yeah. That's exactly why I'd, yeah. Yeah, Reed's been, you know, the, the injured forward star for quite a while now. Yeah, played one game last season. And look, when, when he's fit, very, very prolific goal scorer. He's very good leading out. The, the prototype of an AFL player, the body yeah. wise. Yeah, but as, like, following on from our points to uh, Heaney, um, uh, Buddy, and. Uh, Ronky yep. in the forward line. It might just be a case that he can't slot in there. Yeah. Um, if Isaac Heaney's playing up forward, he can take a grab. He can probably take a grab just as good as Sam Reid, who's three yeah. inches taller. Yeah. You go, well, mate, he's younger than you. Uh, he's definitely faster. Yeah. And he can take a grab. What do yeah. we need you for? We've got Ronky as well. Yeah. He might be sent half back. Yeah, on, true. On the flip side, if uh, Menzel goes down, well, when Menzel goes yeah. down for a bit, yeah. and Sam Reid has a good couple of games, Menzel could be the one on the outer. Exactly. Um, and he, they only picked up Menzel for minimum chips as well. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously they want him to kick goals, and that's who's got to be up there. I think you're right. If Reid does come back in and Menzel's fit, um, you know, Menzel might not be in the side, and Reid might not be in the forward 50 anyway. Yeah. Yep. They might have to, he might play that uh, floating halfback um, to try and take intercept marks. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other on the chopping block I've got are all age related, being, you know, Kieran Jack, uh, McVeigh, mm. uh, and Grundy as well. Now, yep. McVeigh um, showed that uh, he was too valuable for them across halfback um, yeah. with uh, his um, footy sense. And also, yep. you know, when the pressure was on and he would be able to um, weave in and out of traffic and find the, the outlet, um, he, he demanded uh, an, another year on, the, uh, on his contract. So um, it might be one more year, it might be enough. But uh, we'll see how that goes for him. Well, I think Kieran Jack's the risky one there, mainly because of age. Uh, and Clark plays very, very similar um, when he's come in. If like if they can clean up Clark's disposal, Jack should uh, be in trouble. He, for he should spot. be forcing Jack out because Jack's you know two hundred and fifty games into his yeah. career now. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, he is one of those champions that you're gonna you're gonna back him in for yeah. another few games at least. Uh, you give him to the bye. But if uh, if he gets injured and Clark has a good few games, Jack could be struggling to get back in the side. Yeah. What have they got? Eight eight captains this year or something like that. Something, something like that. Yeah, yeah four or five massive, captains. Massive amount. They're just taking the piss, really. Yeah, just this was that. At least at any given uh, week, one of them will not be pinged for drug driving. Drug <laughs> driving. So it's gonna, one is going to be able to rock up. Maybe oh. they're just introducing a, a military style thing. So they've got eight captains, two marshals, one general. Yeah, it's something like that. And but go from there. What I don't like about that was Josh Kennedy was their standalone captain. The first time they've had a standalone captain for a while. Yep. And perfect in the role. Like yeah. he was doing it great, and they were going, all right, multiple captains this year. I'm like, yeah, I, I can understand you want these guys to be captains, like, you know, uh, Parker, but you've got Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> he's, exactly. doing, he's doing he's it. There. He's an absolute yeah. monster of a workhorse. No food in the fridge, let's paint the house. Yeah, a bit like that. A bit like that, I think. So, anyway, 
13, what do you say, uh, 14 wins and six last year. Where do you see him finishing this year? Got them uh, about par for the course again, finishing in seventh place. I think they'll be fighting for that six, seven, yeah. seven spot. Um, but yeah, they have the potential to be top four, I think. But uh, other other teams might have figured them out a little bit. Also, that issue of uh, how do you win at home? That's <laughs> one that's a weird issue very, that they should have. Um, obviously, there's always that. You know, Vic Bias got to play at the MCG. You got to be able to win there. To and Sydney have gone great. All right, we've got to figure that out, and then forgotten how to win at home. Yeah, win at home. Well, I think train there more often is going to be helpful, especially when this, the uh, the the train to the SCG is never helpful. Yeah. <laughs> but especially when it's going to be all chopped up from the NRL games. Well, that's so, it. they it, don't train on the SCG. Yeah, I mean, yeah. train there more often. That's what I'm saying. And they won't be able to <laughs> for at least the first Fuck half it. of the year. Uh, cut the locks. Get in there. So where you got them finishing? Uh, I've got them sixth, and uh, I, I like this because. In a lot of our um, previews, two of us generally have them around the same mark of a, mm. of a team, and the third one has something wildly uh, different. Yeah, then you so, have something weird. Yeah, so I don't know whether that's uh, handy for anyone putting bets on or not, but now I've got them six because I think they'll do pretty similar to last year. Um, I think their outs and ins are kind of fairly balanced, if not uh, slightly balanced towards a better performance in uh, 2019. Yeah, I've got them finishing 11th. Um, which is a little bit... I think that's pessimistic um, for, for the Swans. Mm-hmm. Uh, their double-ups aren't as nasty as they could have been. Um, you know, Obviously, you get a nice little percentage booster with Carton there as well. But I think with their troubles at home, and I, I don't think their depth is as good as what it could have been with their outs. They've lost you know, a couple of players that were depth players for yeah. them. Um, it, I also think that the SCG being absolutely torn to shreds, if that causes injury problems... Um, that can really stump them, I think. Like last year, they missed Callum Mills yeah. Um, yeah. for the rest of their season and uh, Reed as well. So if they get a couple of more niggling injuries, um, it, it could really expose them um, underneath. You know, And Sinclair as well is going to miss at the start of the season. So 11th is very pessimistic for them, but that's where I got them finishing. Um, but the Swans, you can never count them out because um, no. they can tend to just win ones they shouldn't. Yeah, yep. All right, that'll do us for the Sydney Swans then. All right, have a good one. Yeah, Steve, enjoy that. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 